Welcome in, welcome in to the Dynasty Mafia podcast. I am your host, Antonio Denisi. With me, as always, Keenan Jimajic and my brother, Eric Denisi. How are we tonight, fellas? Good, good. Doing well. How are you, Antonio? I'm fantastic. Uh, I guess as best as I can be with the weather we have outside. It is snowing, ladies and gentlemen, on May 9th. Snowing here in Buffalo. Yeah, no, it's coming no, down bad. It's the whole, it's the whole, you the know, whole the, East Coast. Yeah, North, yeah, obviously the whole Northeast, right? Well, no, no, where we're no, currently no. located. So yeah, don't do that Buffalo crap. If you're not stuck in that snow, uh, well, we're pretty jealous. No, but I'm uh, excited to talk football for the weekend. Uh, another one down in COVID-19. And uh, how was your week? It was good. You know, I did some um, – some yard work um you know this bald head of mine got sunburned last week and now we have a snowstorm outside so uh um but yeah pretty good week over here Yeah, i was mowing my lawn a few days ago and <laughs> now it's just covered in snow i don't yeah. even know i don't even know what to do anymore you better bust out that uh snowblower <laughs> don't put it away yet i know right like <laughs> you know my sinuses are going crazy with 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 the sun and the yeah. temperature change it's 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 wild but we do have some good news this week. Uh, we did have an NFL schedule release, so that was that was uh, fantastic to to have Thursday night. And I'm pretty excited with everything going on. I, I took a look at a lot at all the weeks and and all the games. Uh, and I, I'm going to tell you, I, I didn't really hate any week. I, I was excited for a game every single week. So I think it's going to be a great season. Hopefully, uh, we can have it starting on time. Uh, what did what did you get? Some takes you have there, Keenan, on the schedule. How did the Patriots have five primetime games? Five with with Stidham, whoever the hell that is, running out that uh, New England Patriots offense five times on primetime. Hey, people love Brian Hoyer. Listen, Brian <laughs> Hoyer is going to be on the sidelines. They're going to have the Stidham guy who uh, is going to march that team out, and they're going to be god awful. That's my prediction. It's going to be god awful football. So. No it's, trust in Bill Belichick. No, no, no. Well, if if Belichick wants to get behind center, I'll uh, I'm more than interested to see that. But uh, that defense is still there. Well, I just gotta score points. Is that defense gonna score twenty some points every game? Yeah, I, we'll we'll see about that. But they do have they are in the top five with the hardest schedule. Uh, the whole AFC East playing against the AFC and NFC West. So, so they definitely uh, have have their work cut out for them. So Bill Belichick will have to maybe pull a rabbit out of his hat if they're going to be sticking with with Stidham and Hoyer to to be seeing the playoffs again. Yeah. What are your thoughts, he, uh, Eric? He's on the not pulling, He's not pulling any rabbit. <laughs> you say on the Patriots? Yeah, just on the just on the Patriots. Just how they have uh, so many primetime games. Uh, yeah, it's definitely. I think it. They should have just. I don't know. Like the Bills got four, but I, I feel like the Bills are going to be a much more exciting team to watch this year. And I just don't know how they couldn't just go a year without giving them a bunch of prime time. Like, I mean, did, what quarterback do they have there? How is it? I mean, is Bill Belichick really going to make it that exciting? I, I, I guess. I just, with Goodell. I'd rather watch the Cleveland Browns who only have two primetime games. It's not their time anymore. I'd rather watch the Browns, who have two primetime games. We have Odell Beckham, Landry. They have Kareem Hunt. They have Chubb. They have Baker Mayfield. 
over the New England Patriots this year? Who do the Patriots have? They don't yeah. even have anybody exciting on offense like, I, like, Edelman. They don't even, Brady you know was, I mean? was why people watched all these yeah. years. Yeah, well, they, they actually do have the hardest schedule, at least on paper right now, and, and we know that that's obviously yeah. subject to change. Uh, yeah. But <laughs> I guess so, just going years with, you know, just being lucky to get one primetime game. Yeah. You know, as a Bills fan, it's like finally our time, and it's we still don't even have more than them. It's like they had to get that one extra one on top. I was like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's going to be uh, – I think it's going to be – uh, like you said, really interesting how the rest of the offseason unfolds and, and how we're going to be able to hopefully start the season on time. And, Speaking of uh, Brady, though, um, did you see right off the bat it's going to be Buccaneers versus Saints? Could be a, a nice little classic there. One of the last showdowns between two of the greatest of all time. That is – yeah, that's really true. Yeah, then, you know, both uh, aging quarterbacks over 40, so that can be – that can be uh, – so Breeze whoops them. Breeze yeah. whoops them. Yeah, so it's only going to be a yeah. they got they play each other twice. I mean, that that's uh that's the thing I kind of noticed. It's kind of going a little off topic, but um, how these are going to be the last few years of seeing some of these these greatest of all times. You know, Breeze, Brady, Rivers, um, and you know it's just even Aaron Rodgers is on his probably his last couple Big years ben. here going. Um, Big Ben, like. These guys are going to be gone, and it's it's going to feel weird almost. But um, I'm just going to try and enjoy enjoy watching them one last time. Or not one last time, but you know, yeah, Breeze one right. last time. You know, this is there's this a big change in be his guard. last year. Yeah, big changing of the guard with with the quarterback position, and we have seen some young uh, young quarterbacks coming up, and and hopefully have some more coming through with a lot of hype next year with you know Lawrence and Fields, and the hype of, of this year with with Tua and Burrow and Herbert. Yeah, I gotta say, I a couple of years ago, like I was a little worried about these these guys retiring and what the landscape was gonna look look like. But then you got Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, even is is an up and coming guy. You got you know Arnold. Carson Wentz. You got all the all these guys. They're just Deshaun Watson. Yeah, yeah, Deshaun Watson. There's there's a lot of very good guys. Even Dak. He's he's 26 years old. He's, yeah. The problem is we're going uh, from we're going from legends to very good quarterbacks. So we'll see if these guys can. Adam Mahomes is going to be a legend. Well, we'll see. Probably the only one on that Probably list. The only one, yeah. That's that's worth that, that man is going to have a career. A very good one at that. <laughs> he already has. Yeah, well, we'll we'll probably dive uh, a little more deeper into the schedule uh later in the month or in June. Uh, so let's transition just a little more news and notes around the NFL. Uh, just something, something quick here. Kirk Cousins uh, was mentioning to Dak Prescott, you know, don't don't be afraid of the franchise tag, uh, because you know it, it seemed to obviously work with Kirk. He made eighty four million over the three years of Washington, and then got his was a ninety million dollar guaranteed from Minnesota. Uh, I think Dak, it was what uh, twenty nine million they had him originally at with the tag, and then when they re- redid it based on the the new salaries, I think it jumped him up to thirty five. So. Uh, we can get that double check too, but uh, that's something that I'm sure Dak enjoyed. But if, if that's only going to jump every year, is it smarter for the Cowboys maybe to tag him for another year or two, especially with how the contracts are working on offense um, that Eric will talk about, but maybe it's better to just tag him the next two years instead of giving him a, a large 40, 
million to $45 million a year contract that he's looking for with that large cap hit. Uh, what do you think, Eric? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, at first I thought, you know, before we hopped on here, I thought, you know, they made a very bad move and they should have, so they should have signed back to that long-term deal. But the way you've been, what you've been telling me, I don't know. I'm kind of iffy, but I don't know. I just, it just, obviously they didn't plan on going into the draft knowing they were going to get CD lamb. And that was a big surprise to them. Um, so, but I think it just, I guess they just got stuck in a weird situation because of that. Because if they knew they were going to get him, they obviously probably would have never signed Amari to a long-term deal. You know what I mean? It just I mean, feels, maybe, but. It feels like Jerry Jones isn't sold on deck. If this was Tony Romo, Tony Romo gets paid. I just feel like there's something going on there where yeah. he's not willing to throw this money. We all know Jerry Jones. He throws money when whenever he feels like he needs to. Um, I just – something is going on there where even even when Tony Romo's last year at uh, in uh, Dallas, I remember, you know, the whole thing, is Romo going to take over or the, the spot? And Jerry Jones kind of, you know, pushing – pushing an envelope there, trying to get Romo back in, but they stuck with Prescott. I just feel like he's not sold on Prescott, and that's why he hasn't paid in. Um, where, you know, I think Jerry Jones went into this year, he's like, you know, here's $31 million, which, Antonio, you were correct, um, for the year. And if you if you prove that you're a quarter, that you're one of the top five quarterbacks in the league, we'll pay you. We'll even give you an extra – weapon to make sure that to see if you're actually good um and that's that's why you know i i don't i don't i don't i think i think they did it the right way i i'm not a deck believer i don't think he's i don't think he's top 10 well, i'll say top five i don't want to go crazy um and i think i think by franchising them it makes Dak prove that he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league yeah, yeah. and it was it was uh 66 million that Kirk made over the two years of being franchised and then yeah. you got the three year 84 million fully guaranteed. Uh, but you know, Dak's got one playoff win, which is more than Kirk has. And Kirk got that money, uh, at least for what the market was at the time. And I'm not too high on deck myself. Uh, at least right now, I think this is, this is that big year for him that Jerry wants. And yeah. He, uh, but he also had that, <laughs> that relationship with Tony Romo. That was, uh, yeah, definitely not what him and Dak have just yet. But yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. There's something there's something there that you know, and it, yeah. if if the Cowboys made the playoffs this past year, Dak gets paid. You know, yeah. I think I agree with I that. Think, Absolutely. I think everyone's gonna see it was more Jason Garrett. I don't think he was a good head coach. He's a good offense coordinator, sure, but he, I don't think he he should have been there as long as he was. Um, Their coach, good I think Dak, I think. McCarthy, he's I mean yeah, I he's he had did. success. Yeah, yeah, he you know did. what I mean. One of the best, with one of the best quarterbacks ever played a game. Which there's been a lot of talks that he was one of the people that helped shape Rogers throw and improve yeah. his game. That the yeah, that that's another com- conversation. But, yeah, but, conversation. But what I was gonna say is I I think Dak did make the leap though. Uh, they had one of the best passing offenses in the league. He threw for forty nine hundred yards, thirty touchdowns. Um, I mean, that was a thousand more yards than he's thrown any other year in his career, I believe. Um, and they they had a good offense. It's just they just couldn't couldn't win the games. I don't know. Um, 
like I said, I I don't think Jason Big Garrett thing, was was a great coach. Um, I think their offense is fantastic, and they just added C.D. Lamb. I don't know how this kid can even have a better year than he had last year. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a big Dak guy. I like him a lot. Um, I think I think he made the leap. Forty million is obviously a lot of money, so it it makes sense as to why they're they're being cautious. But it's very hard to find a quarterback that in this league that can do what he's done, and not not that he's done anything amazing, but he showed he can be one of the top passers in the league, and. You know, that doesn't come around often. I think they need to sign this guy to a long-term deal. I think it needs to be number one priority. Jones, or uh, the owner of the Cowboys, Sherry Jones, he uh, said on Thursday during NFL release that he's not worried about the long-term deal with Dak. He's more worried about building the team around Dak. So, I guess that's, that's another it. thing. It's, I, like, I don't know. I, I'm not going to – I don't want to put all the blame on him for them not – not winning more playoff games and not being more successful um, because he's still young. Like I said, he's only 26 years old. That's still, that's still very young, you know? Um, And, and he just had, he just had a career year. Uh, They added CD lamb. And I think they're, they're going to be one of the best offenses. I think they're going to be a top five offense um, easily. And, you know, they got Zeke there. Their offensive line is still good. Um, yeah. I, better I like be if he wants to get paid at the end of the year. Yeah, he's he's going to earn that contract. You'll see it. And then yeah. they're, they're going to be able to pay him because, you know, Amari's Amari's no longer guaranteed after 2021. Gallup is up after 2021. So, really, these next two years are going to be their year to, to just go insane and have a crazy offense. They're going to have three of the top 20 wide receivers in the league. 25 maybe you know depending on, on how you want to put it but I you know I think CD Lamb is going to be absolutely great so that that's why I say that but but yeah they're, they're going to be fun to watch the next two years it'll be very interesting to see how they how they sort out these this wide receiver situation after 2021 though I think you see probably Amari leave to be honest he's I mean, he's going to be making with so much money they're gonna have CD and uh, Gale up there still, and yeah, and with McCarthy, it'll be great to see what he does with the uh, with the new systems he's he's talking about implementing, especially using using uh, Kellen Moore. So, speaking of another quarterback uh, on a one year deal, Philip Rivers has a one year contract with Indianapolis and has apparently decided on his next career path uh, post football. The 38-year-old quarterback would take over as uh, the head football coach at uh, St. Michael Catholic High School in Fairhope, Alabama, uh, pending retirement. So once once uh, once he's done with the NFL, that's where he's going, over to Fairhope, Alabama. And uh, he said, it's a special day for me and my family uh, during his press conference uh, on Friday. And he said uh, he had two childhood dreams. One was to play in the NFL and now he's going into his 17th season. And the other was to be a high school football coach like his dad was. And now he's able to live both of those out. Uh, end quote. So happy for Philip Rivers, but does this mean he's done after 2020? I think so. I think he, we all know, we all know Philip Rivers is a family man. He has like 200 kids <laughs> and, uh, but, um, but, uh, 
I, I think I think this is in his next step. He's following his father's footsteps, who was a college, who was a excuse me a high school coach, and I think that's one of his in in the quote he also mentioned that he wants to coach high school ball just like his father did. So I think this is his next. This is his way of you know following his father's footsteps, but also giving back to his children, who also are, I'm assuming are involved in football. With Alabama being you know the mecca of football, high school football. Um, that gives those kids a chance to develop in a great football state. But yeah, I, I think, I think he's, he's done. I think he, I think he's probably fatigued from, you know, what, what he had to deal with in, in um, San Diego and with the move to LA. He wants to probably, you know, have some time with his family and what, what better way than, then uh, spent some, some time with his with his sons playing ball and, and coaching them. But what does that current coach think is thinking right now of the high school? <laughs> no, were, I think uh, I think he was in plans to retire as well. Oh, was he? All right. Or, uh, All right. Just, maybe I, I could have saw that somewhere else. Yeah. I gotta say, I actually I don't know if he's necessarily gonna be done after this year. Um, I, it's all gonna depend on on how they do, obviously, but it, if we, his plan really was to just play one more year and be done, why not just retire and, and, and retire a charger and just, just be done with it? I, why, why, move, why move to a whole new city? Why change teams, do all that, just to play one year? I, I think he truly thinks you – know, this guy, he's, he's one of the, the biggest competitors in the league. He loves to play football. He is having fun. 24/7 all the time when he's on the field. I think um and he just he loves to play football, he loves to compete and I I truly believe he thinks this team can compete. If um if you wanted if you wanted to play after this year, I think he would have signed more than a one year deal. Um I think going to the Colts I think he sees that the Colts as that one position away from being in the AFC Championship game possibly. And now with Tom Brady out of the out of the picture in the, in the AFC, I think he sees this as an opportunity for him to make that final push to get to that Super Bowl. Absolutely. And I, I obviously Frank Reich being there, I'm sure is a yeah. big thing. He's familiar with the system. And, and I like think State. he's, uh, he's going to like that offensive line there. I think a little Absolutely. bit. How far, how far is Indy from Alabama? Do uh, we have that? Do we have that handy? <laughs> probably like 10 hours. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but as he moved to Florida too, so that's I mean he's a, he's everywhere. He's, he's all close up. He's he's a big nomad, Mister Worldwide. They call him. <laughs> <laughs> so with uh, <laughs> we're gonna move on. We're gonna move on to a new segment we're bringing in called the Mafia Market. And what uh, the Mafia Market is, it's gonna be a weekend our weekend review of trades that we've made throughout our leagues. Uh, the three of us, uh, a majority of these were our ten team leagues, um, but we'll make sure that we specify. But the ones we're going to talk about today are, are, are a couple 10-team leagues. So, Keeney, why don't you start us off with the trade you made, uh, especially during our uh, startup – or, sorry, our rookie um, drafts. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, as a great GM that I am, you know, I uh, had the fourth pick, and um, I had either Dobbins or Akers to select from. But, you know, I only had three picks in the draft. I had this – no, I only had two. I had I had the I had the one four and a fifth round pick, and so I talked to some of the general managers to see if uh, if if um, 
if they were willing to trade and who were they going to take? Were they going to take a wide receiver or running back? So I ended up trading Dobbins for an extra second and that, and taking Akers at one seven. Um, the way I see it is I think Akers and Dobbins, you flip a coin, um, who's going to be the better running back. And then with that second pick, second round pick, I was able to take my future quarterback in Tua. So I was very, very happy to be able to get Tua by almost for free, um, you know, by just swapping Dobbins for Akers. I ended up, I ended up actually drafting Dobbins and then trading Dobbins I don't know, 12 hours later because I had a deal in place with, with one of the general managers. If Akers wasn't there, I think I would have kept Dobbins and I would have not ended up taking um, uh, Tua in the second round. That's true. So I like that trade for you. I mean, like you said, I, I think it gives you some other depth uh, with some more picks and with the talent that was there and you were comfortable with it. And I don't blame you for it. They're – you've been talking about these rookies that they're all kind of interchangeable. Um, and I kind of did something really similar to uh, in mine earlier this week uh, when, during our startup, I drafted Jerry Judy. Uh, I started with the one Oh five and one Oh seven. And I wanted to make some maneuvers and at one Oh seven and one Oh eight, I drafted CD lamb and Jerry Judy. So I wound up uh, acquiring a few more later picks as well. Uh, the three Oh four, especially. So I traded Jerry Judy in the three Oh four for Calvin Ridley. I was actually really happy about that. I've been chasing yeah. that owner for Calvin Ridley for probably six months now. And, and you know, I, I love Calvin Ridley. He's one of my favorite players. I think Jerry Judy's going to be good, but that was a risk I was willing to take. Uh, that's for sure. So yeah. what do you guys like think that. about that trade? I like that. You know, I know you're a big Calvin Ridley fan. So uh, that probably, yeah. probably were uh, drooling all over uh, that trade when he accepted it. But uh, yeah, I like that. You pretty much, you know, pretty much got him for free if you think about it you know and he's a very talented wide receiver and julio jones is probably on his way out and that offense likes to throw the ball so you're gonna and you're you're not gonna have to deal with the uh growing pains there on the uh the broncos side there yeah i think everyone's like everyone's very high on that offense um i i think they're gonna probably struggle a little bit i mean yeah are we sold on Drew Lock? Drew Lock, yes, yeah, Drew Lock, a very small sample size, and even in that sample size, it wasn't like he was anything great. Um, he's got Chad Pennington written definitely. all over him. <laughs> Bring it, bringing him back, Chad Pennington. I mean, uh, I love Jerry Judy, though. Don't get me wrong. Nothing. Right. There's no, nothing knocking on Jerry Judy here. Um, but these rookie wide receivers tend to usually, you know, take time to develop a little bit and. You know, you don't you don't got to deal with any of that. You can just have, you can just have a, a wide receiver who's you can just automatically put in there. And he has, I think he has potential to to creep up on that back end wide receiver one territory. Yeah, Calvin uh, Ridley, that is. Yeah, I'm very interested uh, to see how the Atlanta offense works uh, in the second season back with Dirk Cutter. Uh, so, what about one of the trades you have, Eric? Uh, I actually made one with you, Antonio. Um, I so. It's a, a 10 team, uh, one QB, full point PPR. I I was desperate for running backs. My I literally had Joe Mixon and Clyde Edwards Alaire I drafted. That's all I had. My next best guy was like Chase Edmonds. Um, I was stacked at wide receiver, so I sent over Mike Evans and the 201 for Nick Chubb. Um, it worked out for me. I, I still got Michael Thomas, Cooper Cup, uh, 
uh, I can't think of who else. Somebody else, and then DK Metcalf as well. And I got George Kittle. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I was stacked at receiving options, and I, I was pretty desperate for a running back. Um, wow, the price the price uh, drop there for Nick Chubb, huh, Antonio? Well, well vice versa. You just like Eric up. was strong at wide receiver. Mike I, Evans is great. Yeah, Mike yeah. Evans is really good. I'm Listen, very excited. Uh, when when he tried to trade me Nick Chubb, he wanted five <laughs> five first round draft picks and one of my sons. Yeah. <laughs> I love me some Nick Chubb, but what I was able to do, uh, I got Mixon. I got Miles Sanders. Uh, oh, geez, no, I got Mixon. Oh, and that one, yeah. See, I, I've got I've got three or four starting running backs as well with with Chubb in that league. So I felt yeah, you had a bunch you had a bunch of running backs there. And uh, so what I did was I actually traded the two hundred one back a spot. And I drafted LaVisca Chenault, and I got the 307, which got me DJ Dallas. Uh, I think DJ Dallas, I'm eager to, to see what he can do in that Seattle offense, the running back. Um, and, yeah, thanks for mentioning. Yeah, it's a, these were all one quarterback, 10-team uh, leagues, PPR. Uh, no but I, I do want to mention uh, the, the one league that, that we're in, um, the Superflex, the 12-team Superflex league. Um, so I went into the draft. It was a startup this year. And I, I went into the draft. I had the, the 107 was my pick. And I ended up making a trade a couple months ago for the 103. And so I went into the draft with 103 and 107. My only running backs are Kareem Hunt and James Conner. So I'm a little bit worried here, right? Well, not, not too worried because I had the two picks. But somehow I ended up leaving that draft with Clyde Edwards-Alaire, J.K. Dobbins, Cam Akers, Keyshawn Vaughn and Denzel Mims. <laughs> so I, I drafted Clyde Edwards Alaire at the 103, and then somehow I managed to trade James Conner and Phillip Rivers for the 104. And I got you. Can I get I in that league? Yeah, I was very upset. I know. The, the craziest thing. It sounds I, like I, I, I sent so many offers for this pick for the past like two months, and he didn't bite on anything. And then the draft's up, and, and that's what he took. So I was like, okay, sure, whatever. Let me get in that league. That's not. And then easy. I took Acres at the 107. I traded. I traded Kareem Hunt for the 202, and I drafted Vaughn. Um, wow. And then I traded. And then I traded Robbie Anderson and Corey Davis for the 206, and got Mims. Wow. So, so yeah, yeah, people were working that draft. He was able to move his his players like hotcakes for these picks. Yeah. I was. I, was, I couldn't even track it at all. I was uh, very envious of. Him. I was I was going hard, I but mean, you know was... another big a big note that you got that everyone can kind of see is trading down, a big thing, uh, with this year with how much depth there is. Um, yeah. You know, there's been a lot of people that just want to keep moving down, and moving down, but if everybody wants to, nobody can move up or nobody will move up. So, yeah. it's always uh, sometimes about timing as well. And I think Keenan, you have one more trade for us. Well, I was going to talk about um, a trade between. Eric, are you the Woken in in uh, Anthony's league? Is that your team yeah. name? Yep. That was a that was a good 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 trade for you, I think. Uh, or or uh, why don't you explain to which, us why you give trade? up? Why'd you give up Rogers and Austin Hooper for a second? Oh, yeah, oh. two hundred six. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I definitely. So probably over. It's not a tight end premium. It's not. It's not a tight end premium at all. Break down that trade for Eric. I will. All right, so this is what I was thinking. Um, oh, who, it wasn't a tight end premium. It was uh, Austin Hooper, Aaron Rodgers for the 206. For the 206, yeah. yeah. Sorry, just to be clear to everybody. And I drafted Keyshawn Vaughn. Um, 
I, I, that was another league where I was just desperate for running backs. I only had Derrick Henry and then, you know, I have David Montgomery. Um, but after that I had, uh, literally nobody. I, that, that was literally all I had. And, and it was another league where my tight ends were George Kittle, Mark Andrews, Austin Hooper, and Rob Gronkowski. Um, so I have Vaughn as my 11th, my 11th ranked guy, overall rookie, uh, I just – I may have overpaid a little. I I had I have QBs too. I have Carson Wentz, uh, somebody else. I don't remember in that league. But, um, so, yeah, I just – That's a one-quarterback league, right? Yeah, it's a one-QB league too. So, you got your guy. I just, I, I, yeah, I got my guy. Um, I made the move. I It didn't really hurt me at tight end because I wasn't even going to be playing Austin Hooper anyways. I'm pretty stacked at wide receiver too. So – so yeah, I had it was a, one of those situations where I I had the assets to make the move and I wanted to get my guy. Uh, the person knew that that was my guy and he made me overpay, and I knew he was going to get taken the the pick after, and I knew I couldn't get that pick, so I had to overpay to get my guy. I had no problem with it actually. I I was yeah. just, I just wanted you to explain it. I think I think it worked out perfect for you. Yeah. Yeah, why don't you tell them why? Why don't you tell them yeah. about the trade you made? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, when I made this trade, everyone everyone jumped on my throat. Um, I traded I yeah, especially you, Eric. But I I traded for a third round pick. And I traded Yeah, three oh six I think it was. And I traded um why am I drawing a blank right now? Zach Ertz for Zach Ertz, there it is. Zach Ertz for, for three oh six. And Everyone's like, what? You traded Zach Ertz, one of the best tight ends in the league, for 306? Well, the way I see it is I think Zach Ertz is done in Philadelphia. They got Goddard, um, who's an upcoming tight end, and Zach Ertz is turning 30 years old at the end of the year. So I wanted to grab, trade him now before, before he becomes untradeable, if that makes any sense. Yeah, you want to um, be one year early instead of one year late. Yeah, exactly. You know, so who I, did you draft, Keenan? I drafted Cole Komet. You know, I think he, I, I drafted another tight end who I think is going to be great in the league. Maybe not this year, maybe not next year, but I'll sit on him. Um, he, he had a great year in Notre Dame, um, a great couple of years in Notre Dame. I watched a few games, and the guy was unbelievable in the middle of the field. He reminded me a lot of Rob Gronkowski um, in the middle of the field. So, yeah, I, I maybe I gave up a little too much. Maybe I could have asked for a little bit more, but – I wanted to get my guy because I know a little birdie told me that the pick after me, Antonio, was going to take Cole Clement. So, yeah, I wonder who that was that was right behind you. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but I was happy with it. You know, people people question me, but the way I see it is, I don't want to have another Todd Gurley on my hands, um, where I where you can't trade him. You, you, I mean, you can, but you're not going to get value for him that you that you would that you would want for a Todd Gurley. Um, yeah, you know, I thought you could have got a little more than that, but in the end, I did understand the pick, especially if you think you're going to get a Gronk, uh, a Gronk uh, type player. Yeah, uh, with the way you're seeing that, so. But yeah, you know, the up. damn Bears need to start cutting some of those tight ends, though. They have like 20 of them, and I don't they know what the hell they're doing. They actually have, 11. and that's my only big concern there with this year coming up. But 20 percent of their roster is tight ends. Yeah, I don't know what the hell they're doing there. <laughs> so that's going to end our, our uh, Mafia Market segment. And we're also going to move over then to our Mafia Mock Draft, the first official one here uh, for Episode 2. 
and we're going to be doing our uh, 12 team startup uh, dynasty mock draft. It's going to be a uh, one quarterback league, two running back, two wide receiver, one tight end, two flex. We're not going to worry about the kickers and defense. They are, you know, kickers are still people, but not today. So <laughs> we're going to run a snake draft and it's going to be, uh, as I mentioned, 12 team league. So we put out a poll earlier this week uh, on what, what position people would like to draft between, you know, one, one to three, four to six, seven to nine or 10 to 12. And we were going to pick uh, the range that one, which one of being 10 to 12. So we're actually going to go with pick 10 today. And uh, we're going to do this through our fantasy pros mock draft. So we're going to get this going here. What do you, uh, how do you guys feel about uh, pick 10? What's running through your head right now, Keenan? Any strategies? I'm a little scared. I'm a little scared with pick 10, honestly. Um, I don't think after the top, you know, eight, nine guys go, are we going to get a, a good pick there? A good value pick. Um, I like, if I'm this late in the draft, I like to go last um, just so I could grab, you know, um, I just like to have the first, first choice in the second round of players that I, I'd want. Um, but we'll see. Hopefully, hopefully, you know me, I like my running backs. Hopefully one of these young running backs fall to us. Um, but we'll see. What about you, Ant or Eric? Uh, actually, I so I just had uh, pick ten in a startup, but we're um, we're doing right now. Actually, um, I don't mind it. Who'd I, you end up with? Nick Chubb. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, I I think you you're still you're still going to be getting these elite guys at the the back of the first, beginning of the second. You know, I. I could uh I got Nick Chubb and then it's a super flex league, so I, I came back and got Dak Prescott, but there was yeah. guys like Devontae Adams was still there, Chris Godwin, yeah. um a lot of great guys. Um well, why don't you know, we, uh, a why super we flex on my quarterback, but yeah, this is gonna be a one Q B though, right? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, one Q B. But yeah, yeah we'll so, with some I mean, super you're, you're, later. I actually I don't I don't mind these these later picks just because of the talent that, that's still there. Well, let's oh, start it out. Let's see what yeah. let's see what we end up with. I'm hitting the magic button, and on we go. All right, so the mock draft has started. Let's take a look here. Uh, who went at the 101? Who would you guys pick at the 101? Barkley. Uh, Barkley, yeah. Yeah, that's what I, I probably would too. And that that is who went Saquon, and then uh, CMC Christian McCaffrey went number two. Michael Thomas, Devontae Adams, Elvin Kamara, DeAndre Hopkins, Zeke Elliott, and then Delvin Cook, as well as Nick Chubb. And then we are up here at 10. I'm surprised that Devontae Adams at four. I love Devontae Adams, trust me. That's um, fine. But I feel, like, I feel like he's not going that high normally. But, yeah, but, I mean, it, it, it's a mock so. draft, so. True. Yeah, it's a mock, but that's what uh, that's what people are doing right now. That's how we practice, and. Yeah, having having Devonte Adams go as a second wide receiver, I do agree that is definitely high with me. That leaves at least the person I would like to select still up for us at ten. I know who you want, yeah, Tyree Kill. Tyree Kill. Kill. That's my guy too. Hey. I'm actually, I'm actually. Uh, well, who's left here? Uh, yeah. So so far for yeah, wide receivers, yeah. we got. Well, I guess are we in agreement that we're looking at wide receiver first? I mean, there was six six running backs to go off the board. Yeah. I, I mean, know, I'm, I, love, I love running backs, but I think even with the wide receivers that are available right now, I think that's that's where your value is. 
Whichever yeah, I mean, Chris Godwin and Mike Evans and Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, I think we're looking there. Where the best running back available is Joe Mixon, and I'm thinking we might be able to get him on the way back, hopefully. Yeah, I, I definitely – you know me. I like to go wide receivers first for sure um, because – even if it doesn't work out this year, you got these guys much longer than you do running backs. You know, um, Tyree Kill, we're going to have for the rest of his career with Pat Mahomes. Um, well, so this is sounds like we're in agreement on Tyree Kill then. Yeah. So, who would be your second option there between Godwin, Evans, Juju, Amari, Juju DJ Moore? Yeah. Yeah. Just I, well, I, I definitely love Juju, but I mean, what Chris Godwin's potentially going to be able to do over these next two years with Brady. Uh, I don't know. It's tough because, you know, because what's going to happen after Brady is Arian's going to retire, you know, who's going to come in there. What's going to happen there? Well, look at that. You um, could get Chris Godwin on the way back. Eric. Yeah, he did. He did come back to us. DJ Moore went after Tyreek and then Mixon and Jonathan Taylor went back to back at pick 12 and two Oh one. And then uh, Juju, Smith Schuster just went right before us. So let me hit real quick on that Jonathan Taylor pick. What are your thoughts with that one? What running back eight? I, that was a bit high. Uh, I mean, it is the last pick though, so they're not picking for another twenty, two, yeah. three picks. So I, I like that there. I like I like grabbing because my feeling is that you can get you could get wide receivers towards the end of the draft where running backs once the top twenty are gone, you're you're scraping the bottom of the barrel. Um, so I, I don't mind that pick going going back go, – grabbing two running backs there at, at the end of the draft. I don't mind that. That's something I would probably do. But I don't know if I would grab a rookie there. But Yeah, I, I don't – I don't mind it. I just, for me, when, when you're taking running backs high and, and skipping on some of these, these elite wide receivers, I just feel like it shortens your, your just your winning window in a way. Um, Cause you, you have to win now if you're going running backs, no matter what you have to win now. But if you're taking, say, for example, we take Tyree kill and uh, Chris Godwin. Uh, they're both, you know, Godwin's only 24 years old. Tyreek's 26. Um, you know, we're going to have them for another five to six years easily. And well, you just convinced me. I made the whereas, whereas Joe Mixon and Jonathan Taylor, well, Joe Mixon alone, in the next two years, he could be, you know, on a serious decline. Um, Jonathan Taylor won't be in two years, but he's still, you're still really looking at, at his first contract there. Yeah, I think if, if you know, if you wanted RBRB, like you said, then that, that, that makes some sense. Um, a little bit higher, like uh, like we said, than I would too. Maybe I would try to trade down if that was me yeah, in an actual draft. But like I said, I made that executive decision on Chris Godwin. Sounded like we were all in agreement with that, starting off strong with wide receiver, wide receiver. So after, uh, after Tyree Kill and Chris Godwin on our team, we are able to move to Julio being drafted after. And then Mike Evans. Josh Jacobs, Odell Beckham, Leonard Fournette. Let's take a look here. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, second rookie off the board. Uh, I don't know how Leonard Fournette was taking over some of these guys. (sighs) Yeah, A.J. Brown, Amari, and Kenny Galladay round out in the second. So I think I'd take all four of those over Leonard Fournette. 
Oh yeah, I would take every single, almost every person. Oh my, like, there's. I would take every almost every single guy. Maybe not. Yeah, even Aaron Jones too. Yeah, I would take all these guys. Yeah, Edwards. Edwards I don't think Fournette there. should be in the third round at all, but that's just me. second round. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's in the second. I don't even think he should be even be in the third. He but. may not even be on his own. Oh, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, he may not even be uh be with this current team this off season. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, round three started off with Derrick Henry. How about Derrick Henry? Led the league last year in rushing. Getting tagged. They're talking about trying to work out a long term deal. You like that in the three oh one? Too early, too late? Uh it's I understand it. It's not terrible, but like I would definitely take Miles Sanders over him. I'd take George Kittle over him. I'd probably take JK Dobbins over him. Um Cooper Cup I'd take over him. Yeah. I, I understand. I understand the pick, but it scares me because of his workload there in Tennessee and the the style of running he is. So you're taking a big you're you are one hundred percent putting yourself in win right now mode, like yeah. this year. Yeah. Um you have a very small championship window picking Derrick Henry at, at, as your third yeah. pick. And that was the one oh one that that picked with it, so they paired Saquon with Derrick Henry. Yeah, they and, yeah. and but they got so they, yeah, they're, they're definitely starting with a good team. Yeah, and after Henry went Cortland Sutton, Miles Sanders, uh my other love, I think that was a little late. Uh, George Kittle, Patrick Mahomes comes off as the first quarterback at 305. And then Dobbins, Aaron Jones, Cooper Cup, Lamar Jackson, and then back to us. So Patrick Mahomes, 305. Uh, too early, too late? That's, that's, no, that's, that's, that's perfect for him. Yeah, it's about both the quarterbacks, I'd say about third round. Yeah, let's sure. be honest. Patrick I've seen Pat Mahomes go in the second round. Yeah. Even Lamar. You, you always have that person that reaches for the quarterback that's in love with Patrick Mahomes and – I've seen Patrick Mahomes go in the first round. Yeah, and you yeah. have a drop off at that point, at a certain point, and there was a lot of running backs, wide receivers gone, and then your first tight ends off the board. So yeah. I can agree with it. Uh, and like we said, another running back, uh, another rookie running back, J.K. Dobbins, kept coming off. Uh, sounds like the draft is kind of going uh, according to, to the ranking so far. So again, we're here at uh, 310 with Tyreek Hill and Chris Godwin. Two quarterbacks, one tight end off the board. Where are you, where's your head at right now? We got Austin Eckler as a potential running back for us, along with uh, Calvin Ridley. Could could stack some wide receivers. Uh, if we're going running back, I'm I'm almost leaning uh, DeAndre Swift, maybe even uh, definitely over Eckler. Um, really, I would take Swift over Eckler. I'm not a big Eckler guy, but I don't know with that PPR. He, he, yeah, no, he's gonna be he's gonna be good. I, I just, I, don't I know. mean, with DeAndre Swift, you're you're taking a gamble now. You're not gonna be, you might not be in good hands in the first year with him because of the whole Kareem, um, carry on Johnson, excuse me, uh, situation there. Are they gonna be splitting carries? Who's getting what? Um, what down is who playing? If carry yeah, Johnson, also, if carry on Johnson wasn't there, I definitely take Swift. But I definitely like Mark Andrews here too. Um, I think I think after this season, he he's potentially going to be a num- the number one dynasty tight end. Yeah. Definitely the number two. Um, but number I, I think he's going to have I think he's going to have a, a great season. What about uh, Kenyon Drake? His overall great career. Mm-hmm. You know, I like I I think that Arizona really likes Drake. I think he's going to wind up doing better than I'm going to you know, expect him to, I'm just not that high yet. Maybe his off season progresses that could change when I stated him out, 
he definitely had more points than I expected as well. But, you know, Melvin Gordon's here is Cam Akers. Yeah, uh, I was just about to say Cam, Cam Akers there. I think I think that's a better better fit than Swift for us. I think. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. going to say uh, uh, him or Akers, one of those guys. I would take them both over, yeah. over Eckler. Yeah, well, maybe uh, maybe that's what we'll do. And I think we're in yeah. agreement that we're going to want to go uh, Army. Running back. Yeah. And we have another pick coming up anyway. So why don't we do that? So we're going to go Cam Akers, and we're going to see maybe how, how this plays out next. So 311. Let's see who comes off here. 311 went Todd Gurley, then Allen Robinson, Stephon Diggs back-to-back. And rounding around, coming back would be Le'Veon Bell. And here we are again. So nobody really got drafted that I was too concerned about in between. I oof, I mean, I would almost go – I would t- personally me, I mean, you guys can make the pick, but I, I would go Swift or Andrews here. I think I don't mind. I think I still like a lot of wide receivers on the board. Is there somebody – yeah, so who, do, who are you thinking, Antonio? Who, who would you go? I like to be honest, I'm thinking – I'm thinking Ridley or Swift uh, because, I, I mean, I would just love to, to – wide receivers are, uh, to me, they have that longer longevity and, and more value in Dynasty. And I, I will think- say taking Akers and Swift could give us a nice, a nice long team. window of success because, you know, give them this year to – give them this year to kind of, you know, acclimate to the NFL, you know, plant their seed there, and then we still got Tyreek Hill and – and Chris uh, Godwin, who they're both still going to be young after this year, um, right when right when Acres and Swift are starting to take off, and we're going to have a very good team. I say, I say next year, potentially this year too. Well, but what would you say about CD Lamb? Mm. I love me some CD Lamb, but yeah, so we're in a spot I, where we would have to reach if we want him. He definitely won't be there at five ten, but. I would take I would 100% take Andrews over CeeDee Lamb here, though. Yeah, and I'd take Ridley over Lamb, too. So, why don't we – what are we thinking maybe then? Ridley, Swift, or Andrews? Yeah, probably. Yeah. I'd go Andrews because, like Eric said, he, he's going to be the top yeah, it, for a while. And it, it is nice. I do love my teams that I have. Now, see, I think we can get uh, people like, you know, Hawkinson or Fant, uh, maybe Hooper a little later – I, I do think that, that this would be a bigger drop-off. I mean, I agree with you. Andrews is a beast, and he's going to be a fantastic tight end. So, yeah, if, if you can be told you're maybe going to get the next Kelsey for upwards of six to seven years, would you want that? So, let, let's go with Mark Andrews and just play around. It's a mock, right? Yeah. Let's see what uh, happens. So, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm crying on the inside passing on Calvin Ridley, but we'll, we'll, make it, we'll make it work. Travis Kelsey went right after Mark Andrews. I think Kelsey, excuse me, Kelsey has a couple years left himself of, of dominance. Uh, after Kelsey, Austin Eckler, DK Metcalf, Mark Ingram, Calvin Ridley, Jerry Judy, Terry McLaurin, DeAndre Swift, and Tyler Lockett. So there was a good mix, again, of running back wide receivers. Uh, you had a lot of young guys coming off the board. Uh, Metcalf, Ridley, Jerry Judy, McLaurin, DeAndre Swift. So I think there's a lot of youth in the NFL right now, and, and – I'm pretty excited for for a lot of the things coming through, but how do you guys feel about uh, Jerry Judy at 409? That was before C.D. Lamb came off the board. Uh, yes, yeah, interesting. I would definitely take first. Lamb. I understand why why they go Judy first. Um, but 
But yeah, I'd rather have Lamb. I'd say I'd say with who's there, it's about right. Yeah. With who's going around there. Um, right before McLaurin. Interesting to me. Yeah. I don't hate it. I I think it I think it's about where he's gonna be going in most drafts. Probably back of the fourth, early fifth. I think yeah, he went early fifth in the startup we were doing right now, too. Yeah, early fifth. Demont, David Montgomery, running back Chicago, went at 501. I really don't like that pick. But <laughs> I think most of the uh, fantasy world is, is off the Montgomery train. There are some truthers. Which is crazy to me, though. Not that I absolutely love him, I but I think he could actually have a decent year. I mean, they didn't add anybody, you know. It's... it's yeah, he's definitely. Guy. I mean, it could easily be more of the same, where you know he has one really good game and then three really bad games and then one really good game. And but I, I think I think you're gonna you're gonna see him get a little bit more work this year. Um, yeah, I well, maybe if Foles can come in or they wind up signing Cam and give some relief off of a stack box, that could help him too. Yeah. And we're going to continue in the fifth round here uh, with our pick. So to recap, we have Cam Akers, the rookie running back with the Rams. Uh, we have two wide receivers, uh, Tyreek Hill, Kansas City Chiefs, uh, Chris Godwin of the Buccaneers, and our tight end is Mark Andrews. So what do we think we want to do here with the fifth pick? Uh, any specific position you're looking at? I think running back uh, would probably be important here. Yeah, who I, – well, I guess it depends what, what we got left here. Uh, uh, Melvin Gordon, Devin Singletary. You scroll down a little more there. Yeah, let me get that up here. Should hold the running backs. Let's see here. Because there well, is some good, good wide receivers there. Is quarterback crossing anybody's mind? No. Once, once uh, Mahomes and uh, Jackson are gone, I don't, I don't think quarterback until the double digits. Yeah. yeah. I, I just, yeah. I in a one QB. Yeah. Um, I was doing a mock. I got Josh Allen and like the ninth round yeah um Howard Murray would be nice if you think about it he, he could be the next the next um uh, yeah Lamar. definitely I mean I wouldn't I wouldn't hate the pick yeah um I just think I just think we we could get another position here and still get a pretty good quarterback yeah. in a couple of rounds you know yeah, that's the reason I bring it up is because we're sitting with only the top two quarterbacks gone so far and if you know maybe four picks from now we're at six again maybe just having quarterback in our mind because we could be getting a top three to four at the position. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I, mean, I, I mean, don't I, want to do that either. See, like, I make I make ends meet with, like, Matt Ryan. You know, that's – and you, you can get him in a double-digit rounds. Um, yeah. So, so I'm, I'm feeling Melvin Gordon here. Uh, between him and Devlin Singletary, Chris Carson, James Conner, Keyshawn Vaughn, uh, Kareem Hunt's there. What, what wide receivers are left right now, though? I think we should definitely double-check that. We got Devontae Parker, Adam Thielen, um, Justin Jefferson, you know, Anthony's boy there. I, you wanna you wanna talk yourself into him or you wanna talk talk us in? Uh, you know, we already passed up on Ridley, so it's gonna be tough for, for us to pass up or at least myself to pass on Jefferson if we actually talk about him. But uh, between the running backs left, I'm gonna be honest, I really think Melvin Gordon's the only guy I like, so I think I might want to take a I'd rather take a risk and grab Gordon and hope Jefferson's there than grab Jefferson and yeah. hope uh, Gordon's there. In my yeah, mind, there. There's still a decent amount of wide receivers left, but the running backs are starting to get thin. In my mind, Melvin Gordon is still a top 10 running back. Yeah, he's going to get the work. And he's going to be mind. there for at least two years. You know, I have him. I have him for in one of the leagues, and I have not even thought about trading him. 
That's true. Yeah. Melvin Gordon it is. All right, so we got Melvin Gordon just coming off the board. Uh, so right after Melvin Gordon, let's see, was uh, Ronald Jones. The, the, Ronald Jones, so that's interesting. Uh, and then uh, after Ronald Jones was A.J. Dillon. No, I'm sorry. After Ronald Jones was Deshaun Watson, then Justin Jefferson, unfortunately, off the board. Then A.J. Dillon, uh, rookie for Green Bay, possibly the Aaron Jones successor. And now we are back to us. So we were thinking Justin Jefferson if he came back to us. So that means are we thinking wide receivers still? You know, who, you know who's, you know, popping off the page for me is uh, number 30 there, Philadelphia wide receiver, Jalen uh, Rieger. He's popping off the board for me. Um, I, I think he's going to take that Deshaun Watson role, um, stretch the field there for, for Carson Wentz. So I, Deshaun Jackson? Did, what, what did I say? What did I say? Deshaun, Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Did Deshaun, hey, he did yeah, used to throw the football. So. I'm sorry. Yeah, Deshaun uh, Jackson. Excuse me. Could be any better than than the quarterback play at TCU. <laughs> yeah, so so I, I he's popping off the page here for me. You know, um, do we do we draft a rookie wide receiver? We I do like Hollywood there too. Yeah, um, I was gonna say Rager, Rager, and Marquise Brown are the two I think I'm looking at here, and both similar skill sets. Uh, you know, one's one's got Wentz, one's got Lamar Jackson. I wouldn't be uh, upset with either one here. Flip a coin. Um, or what about Henry Ruggs, the third there for uh, Los mm-hmm. Angeles? Yeah, he'd probably be third for me out of those out of those three. Yeah. So let's uh, let's stick with Rager and uh, and keep moving. You know, the, Philadelphia will probably throw the ball more than Baltimore, and yeah. uh, Rager is going to be the one. Even though we already have Mark Andrews too, do we want to tie ourselves to an offense that might not throw the ball as much and having both the wide receiver and tight end? Yeah, that's a good point. True. Uh so excuse me. Uh, so to recap, still Cam, Cam Akers and Melvin Gordon at running back, Tyreek Hill, Chris Godwin at our wide receivers, Mark Andrews our tight end, Jalen Rager is our flex. So still no quarterback for us just yet. Uh, so after we went Rager, uh, James Conner, Chris Carson, Evan Ingram, Justin Jackson, Devin Singletary, Jarvis Landry, Dak Prescott, Kyler Murray is a little quarterback run, Karyon Johnson, then Russell Wilson, uh, Henry Ruggs came off the board almost – uh, 10 picks later than uh, we were looking at. Darren Waller, Robert Woods, Marlon Mack, TJ Hawkinson, Adam Thielen, T.Y. Hilton, and Sony Michelle. Just to make so, a point here, Antonio, it's a lot of good tight ends late. Um, you know, you got Ingram, you got Weller, and Hawkinson. Something to keep in mind in the future for um, everyone. Uh, you know, we, we, we did reach there for – we didn't reach, but we took probably one, a top two tight end there. Um and um, why can't I think of his name right now? It's Mark Andrews. Andrews. Yeah, and that's that's the thing is, you know, if we like we were saying when we were making the pick, if if we yeah. feel like he's going to be Travis Kelsey, then maybe you should grab him if you're yeah. Gonna but just the next six just or seven for folks years. to think about that, if they miss oh, on absolutely. Andrews, there's definitely it. A couple of years ago, I remember there was like two, three tight ends that you know you had to get, or you were just scraping out bottom of the barrel. I feel like the depth in the tight end position has developed over the few last few years. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, it's gotten a lot that. better. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Noah Fant's still on the board. Austin Hooper's still on the board. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's definitely some some good guys. Hayden Hurst can be a little deeper. I'm just taking a mental note for our fantasy league uh, that's going to start up later tonight. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I do like uh, for our pick here, though. Um, I mean, we were considering Hollywood at the last pick. Um, He's there. Yeah. I like him. What do you guys think of Devontae Parker, though? 
you know, I'm a big fan of Tua, so I think that they could uh, they could create a nice connection together. Um, the problem is he's four years older than a couple other guys. Well, then Hollywood, and then older than a couple other options that we have here. Uh, but let me ask you guys real quick. Still not thinking any quarterback, right? We just had a little run with Dak, Kyler, and Russell off the board, so we're still feeling comfortable about the the options we have. Let's take a look at the quarterback list, Antonio. Yeah, let's just see what we have here, uh, who we have left. So Josh Allen, oh, Baker Mayfield, cool. Carson Wentz, Joe Burrow, Aaron Rodgers. Honestly, oh. we could make a pick here, and if we want, if we can make we can make the quarterback pick at eight because we're four picks away, right from from our next pick. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and and I'd, I'd want to look at someone that maybe could have that top five ceiling. And I think, at least in my mind, there's three guys that are left, and it's Josh yeah. Allen, Carson Wentz, and Joe Burrow. And then you also have Baker as well. I even like Baker Mayfield a lot to him. I'm happy. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Baker, Baker, Baker might be able to hit that that kind of a ceiling. And then I don't know if Aaron Rodgers is quite there yet. Yeah, you know Matt Ryan, they're going to throw the ball a lot, so he could get up there. But at the same point, he's 36, 37. Um, so at least somebody that can, can be at that ceiling for a long period of time. Yeah. So yeah, let's, let's make this a, a pick a different position and see, I'm kind of thinking maybe a running back here just for is, some uh, is Keyshawn Vaughn still available? He is. Available. I was just about Keyshawn to mention there. And we know Brady loves his, uh, little dump down, um, running backs out of the backfield and they just lost. Was it I honestly, I'd say we go, if we went running back here, we could even Potentially, if Hollywood or Devontae Parker is still there at the next pick, even go one of them, and I still think we're going to get a pretty good quarterback, even at our even at our ninth pick there. I mean, yeah, I'll dabble with that all day. Yeah, me too. Depending I'll, depending who's there at eight, you know. Listen, not to mention Tua is still available, and I'm a big Tua believer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and he's down a list on on the projection there for for fantasy pros here. Um, so, would it would it bother you if we had Cam Akers and Keyshawn Vaughn, two rookies, as our running backs out of the three? Not really, because Not, you could, no. because you only need one starter really, and you have Melvin Gordon as your as your guy. You know, and you could use only need two starters. I'm sorry, um, it's two running back. Yeah, well, yeah. let's let's go with Keyshawn Vaughn and there see goes Allen. <laughs> yeah, right after Keyshawn Vaughn went, Josh Allen, then Michael Gallup, Mike Williams. I'm surprised he went that. That wall too, Alan. Oh, down in the seventh round. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you're right. You know, being a one quarterback, uh, with how deep the position is, uh, people. Are I really better. like. Uh, I really like Hollywood here. I'm surprised he lasted this long. I think. I mean, I mean, it's just me. Like for me, I'm a big Hollywood believer. I think he's he's gonna. I think he's gonna have a, a really nice breakout year. He kind of did. I mean, he showed flashes last year. I mean. He was he was being kind of held back just from the injuries he's had. I think they were just taking it easy on him. Um, but I think he's gonna be just ready to go. They're gonna. I think they're gonna use him more. You know, they they traded away Hurst, um, which you know, just there's gonna be more targets. You know, getting rid of him. Um, and I I think they're gonna maybe you know just there's gonna there's gonna pass it a little bit more possibly. Um, I yeah, the team's the team's definitely built for speed. They drafted uh, Devin Duvernay as well. Yeah, uh, he's kind of similar skill set to Marquise Brown. Miles Boykin ran a quick, uh, ran a really quick forty uh, last season, so he's coming into his second year. And I think uh, I really do love Hollywood as well. I I think he reminds me a lot of Tyreek Hill. And, Can I mention you know, something? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, do, 
let's take a look at running backs. Because if you look at the wide receiver list, there's still some depth there. You have Denzel Mims. You have Michael Pittman Jr., T. Higgins. Yeah, McCall Hardman. I mean, yeah, another I mean, guy kind of like uh, Hollywood Brown. Yeah, do we want to look at dabble with another running back here? I think that's a good call. I think I'd feel comfortable with Kareem Hunt, even Darius Geis. I'm still what a Geis about, believer. What about Alexander Madison? Uh, that wouldn't really give us too much depth. I think it's a really be. Yeah, we'd really be hoping for a cook injury, and I don't. I don't like to say that. I'd even maybe like Philip Lindsay here. Um, he'd be our fourth running back plus a handcuff, and he could have standalone value. Um, and if either him or Gordon go down, yeah, yeah. that could even ju- that'll just increase their workload and be even better for us. Well, what about uh, what potentially? About, yeah, yeah. And what about Kareem Hunt though? Too he he also has he does have standalone value. Proved that last year. And yeah. if something were to happen to Chubb, we hope not. You know, he'd he'd be right in line. And if not, he is on a one year deal. He might be going somewhere else. He's still going to get touches, even with Chubb being healthy. I, yeah. That's my opinion, at least. I'm fine with Kareem Hunt I, or Geis, honestly. I'm a I'm a Geis believer as well. I think we're going to let Eric make this pick. You sure? I think we're going to let Eric do it. He's a big Tyree Cohen fan. Tyree Cohen. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think you're right, actually, because if Lindsey or Gordon go down, That's sure, short. sure we have a better running back. However, if Chubb were to go down, we have a top five running back potentially. You're um, also looking at short term by if one of them go down. You know, it's dynasty. You, yeah, you're so long term. Hunt's probably got a better outlook than Lindsey. Yeah, yeah. Let's go Hunt. All right, let's see what quarterbacks on the board. I'm a little nervous here, guys. <laughs> Well, right before Fork, uh, we drafted Cream Hunt, Anthony McFarland, uh, running back that Pittsburgh drafted in the fourth round, I believe, uh, was drafted. What do you guys think about him? Do you think he's threatening James Conner? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, not as much as everyone might think, right off the bat at least. But, I mean, I don't think the Steelers – they're going to be looking to re-sign Connor to a long-term deal. Yeah. So they're definitely going to be giving this guy a shot. Just like Le'Veon Bell, they weren't interested in paying him. They brought in Connor, who no one heard heard of him, and he had a great year. Um, what are the who's to say that they're not going to do that again and let Connor walk at the end of the year? So absolutely, he definitely is threatening um, Connor. But I mean, it's Snell's still there too. So like, I, I'm not saying like. He, Phil, you know, or Phil, um, I'm not saying McFarland is the only threat either. So, yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not like super excited about him, um, but he definitely has potential there. Um, yeah, I think we've seen what we can see from Snell from last season. He's kind of, kind of a jag, you know, just a guy, uh, at least in yeah. my opinion. And Jalen Samuels, they've used a lot more in the passing game than the run game, so I think they'll keep that moving. Uh, yeah, I think Connor. I think Connor, talent-wise, is very, very good. I think he does. Um, I think he's got to prove it. I just, I think if it's he, just the injuries, yeah. Absolutely. If he could stay on the field, stay healthy, and, and perform well, he definitely could look into maybe getting tagged or getting some money. Uh, so another person that maybe has a little injury uh, history going for them, Darius Geis. Not to say injury-prone, but injury history. What do you think he can do uh, this year? He's got he's got to prove it on the field, Antonio. Uh, he's hasn't been able to stay on the field. That's the problem. Um, I, but I do like him. If you have him, in, if you're in a dynasty league, I 
recommend buying low on him. And, you know, there's a um, risk reward there for him if he can stay healthy. I believe if he stays healthy and he's on the field, I believe he produces fancy wise. What's the earliest pick? Uh, actually, I got this. Would you take a 208 or Darius Geis? Would I take 208? Sorry, rookie rookie draft in the, for like a rookie 208. I'd take 208, I think. I just – that's – Is it a super flex league or just one – regular. I, he just can't stand a field for me. And that's – with this yeah, draft – I'd take 208. Draft, yeah. There's so much talent in the second round. I, I mean, we, we've all talked about it. Where you yeah, can, I got I got Vaughn at like two oh six in a draft, so I mean yeah. he's potential. I'd easily take Vaughn over Geis. Yeah, so. I, but uh, see that's the thing with me. I don't like I said. I don't think he's injury prone. I just think he's had bad luck. Had, had those injuries. He had the bad but luck. It, it, he's he so even talented. had he even had the problems in college. Though, oh, I know too. it's definitely lingering, and I know I know what I'm what I'm putting myself through potentially by still being a a truther. But I still think he's young enough. Did you make that trade? No, I didn't. I just just kind of thinking one off the top of my head. Uh, if yeah. that's kind of where I'd value him is maybe a late second. Yeah. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know with this trap, like I said. This trap yeah. has a lot of talent. Maybe a late third, I would say. Hmm. Not bad. Uh, so after Geis was uh, another, another run of quarterbacks, Carson Wentz, Baker Mayfield, Gardner Minshew, then Damian Williams, Aaron Rodgers, Raheem Mostert, Michael Pittman, rookie for Indianapolis, wide receiver. Uh, then Tevin Coleman, and to start round nine, Alexander Madison, Devontae Parker, Tony Pollard, Rashad Penny, Daryl Henderson, A.J. Green, Will Fuller, Philip Lindsay, and Brandon Cooks. So I'm, I'm a little nervous about that running back position now. <laughs> that puts us at pick nine, or nine ten. Uh, sorry, not pick nine, round nine. Uh, Go to the wide receivers quick if you could. Yeah, let's take a look who we got here at wide receiver. Let's let's recap our team real quick here. So Cam Akers, Melvin Gordon for our running backs, Tyreek Hill and Chris Godwin is our wide receivers, Mark Andrews our tight end. Our flex spots are Jalen Rager, wide receiver uh, for Philly, Keyshawn Vaughn, running back for Tampa Bay, and our bench is Kareem Hunt, running back for Cleveland. So we're sitting here with four running backs, four wide receivers, or three wide receivers, sorry, and a tight end. So uh, Chris I think Kirk, we still have Hollywood on the board. I think this is a smash on either Hollywood or Darius Slayton. Yeah, I think Brown is definitely it because we've talked about Brown for the last four rounds. That's and, true. And the yeah, fact that he's still there. I'm 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 ex- I'm excited about that pick. That in the ninth round, he has he has such a high ceiling, so much potential. Yeah, he only played on most sixty percent of the snaps. I don't even know if he hit that much. Yeah, on most of the games, especially with the uh, like you mentioned. I don't know why people are so low on him. I mean, it was his rookie year. He was he was still recovering kind of from that injury. You know, they 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 like you said, he only played sixty percent of snaps or however much it was. And if he's full go playing, you know, majority of the snaps, and he's their number one guy, I I think he's he's gonna have a big year. I think some people worry that maybe the draft picks uh, or just the team focus in general, that maybe that that's the most he'll receive uh, or that kind of a workload. But I mean, like you said, if he does get on the field a lot more, it's yes. only natural he should receive more targets and produce even better. I don't know if it's the boomer bust people can be afraid of, but. I think over time though, they're, they're gonna, I mean, obviously Lamar Jackson running is, is a huge part of his game, but eventually they're going to not want their quarterback running that much. 
Eventually, he's going to be end up on a stretcher if he runs that much. Yeah, I mean he's he's quick enough to miss it. miss you know make guys miss constantly now, but you know gonna catch running it. that much, you eventually you're going to get hit. Um, and and the only way they're going to keep him from running less is by by upping their pass game, and I think I think that's what they're going to try and do. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. So uh, after after Hollywood, our Hollywood pick was Chase Edmonds, Brian Edwards, Chris, and then Kristen Kirk starting round 10, Adrian Peterson, and here we are at pick three of round 10. Look at the quarterbacks. I'm nervous. Really? I was going to say, I, uh, I might be thinking about a wide receiver again. Uh, so Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Oh, that kind of changes my mind a little bit, but he was still there. That's a smash on Burrow, I think. You think so? Yeah, then you can – you know, we can get like a veteran at, down the line to, you know, just in case Burrow struggles in Jimmy G or uh, Kirk Cousins there. But I think wide receiver, I think we're pretty set on wide receiver if you think about it. You need, you need to fill that quarterback position before it's too late or you're going to end up having Ryan Tannehill as your starter. <laughs> well, uh, all right, let's see here. So Joe Burrow, huh? How about you, Eric? Joe Burrow? We'll let Keenan actually. Should we let Keenan make this pick? Joe Burrow, it is. Do, do I have to go grab the jersey? No, you. you oh, you're good. <laughs> Joe Burrow, it is. I'm. You know, I'm. I'm so happy he made it this far. I am too. I'm actually kind of surprised myself. But you know, a lot of quarterbacks have gone. A lot of skill players have been going off the board for this one. There's someone reaching reaching for him in the third, fourth, fifth round. Yeah. So there's uh, after Joe Burrow, Nikhil Harry. Uh, Robbie Anderson, Justice Hill, O.J. Howard, Hunter Henry, Tariq Cohen, Matt Burita, McCole Hardman, Marvin Jones, and a start round 11. Austin Hooper, Noah Fant, Dallas Goddard, a little tight end run. Uh, Zach Moss, rookie running back for Buffalo. Sterling Shepard, LaVisca Chanel, Mike Kosicki, David Njoku, Latavius Murray, and here we are in the 11th round. Are you sad about the Moss pick? I saw you hovering around that for a little bit. You know, I was looking at Moss coming back around for us when we were over with Burrow, but I, I would still want Burrow over Moss. I was just hoping he would maybe hit back to us because uh, he's another person that maybe could excel due to an injury or just maybe have that own standalone value because the team runs the ball so much over in Buffalo. Yeah. Also kind of to the point from earlier, this is rounds 10 and 11, and there's four to five potential top 10 tight ends that just went. Yeah, yeah, it's just keep. I hope our listeners are uh, taking notes on that. You know, uh, <laughs> don't don't reach for that tight end if you. There's a lot of talent. Although I'm definitely all for getting George Kittle and Mark Andrews, but I would not take any other tight end OJ that Howard. high. Like I'm not taking Travis Kelsey. No, is one I, of my I, one of my top picks, no. especially with the age he's at. OJ Howard in the tenth round with Brady and. And Brady throwing yeah, a ball yeah. lined up op- opposite of him. But, like, if you look at Hunter Henry, Mike Jasicki, I think Dallas Goddard was there. Uh, who else was over there? Um, there, was a few, there was a few guys, but. Oh, that we took, yeah, when we had Fant, Hooper. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Fant, oh, Hooper, oh, yeah, there you go. Goddard, oh, my God. Taking yeah. mental notes over here. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we're, we're here at, at uh, the 11th round. And I'm thinking we should be looking at either a running back or a wide receiver. I think we should take Darius Slayton here. Can we look at the tight ends real quick? Still some good options, I think. Yeah. To be our definitely. backup. 
You know, my boy Irvin Smith. Is yeah. Cole, uh, is Cole, um, Cole Komet. Cole Komet I believe he is. Yeah, there he is. Oh, there he is. Okay. Let's you put a, mark the star there next to him. So we don't, we don't lose him. <laughs> don't want to lose Cole. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So we're only going to do probably 15 rounds for this mock. Uh, don't need to go much deeper. Uh, most dynasties do tend to run around 25 to 30 players. Uh, and uh, we're just going to stick to probably 15 just for today. Uh, all right. So while we're looking some more, like you said, maybe maybe running back or wide receiver? Yeah. yeah. How about uh, any thoughts in maybe Damian Harris, the running back with New England? Didn't get any action last uh, year in the field. Not, Michelle, they not, not right now, I don't think. I think there's so many other guys with a lot more upside. How about Raquel Armstead if uh, Fournette's looking to be maybe out of that's, Jacksonville? That's interesting. Uh, now, that is interesting. It's interesting, but I don't think he's a special talent. Whereas not, you got a you got a guy like Darius Slayton on the board who had a pretty good year last year, um, and he's still. I they didn't they didn't even add any riders wide receivers. I don't believe the Giants. Um, so you'd want to get Slayton over Denzel Mims and T Higgins? Yeah, I would take Slayton over them too. But I mean, what do you guys? Well, you make the pick, Antonio. You you haven't made a pick in a while here. I'll make the next one. I'll make the next one. I like I like the Darius Slayton pick. I think uh, Daniel Jones and him had some chemistry, though Golden Tate was on the field too much last year. Uh, well, at least, uh, what was that, about four or five games he missed. So, be interesting to see what Slayton can do again in the next season. So, after that was uh, Chris Herndon, Irv Smith, Antonio Gibson, and then Kenny Bell. You know, so, you know my love with Irv Smith. I do. Irv Smith does have a, I think, a good uh, bright future ahead of him. Just yeah. have to wait till Kyle Rudolph gets out of the way. Maybe one more year. Uh, so here at pick 12, uh, I'm going to take a look. I I still think I, I want to go running back. I, I think Damian Harris being on the board still might be a good pick compared with Raquel Armstead. I'm not too high in either of them being able to perform necessarily for 2020 either. But Raquel Armstead, if Fournette's gone, he's got a very clear path to a lot of, tar- a lot of yeah. carries. And I think that's something that's tough for me to pass up. But who, who's the starter in New England right now? They still have Sony. It's still Sony. Is it Sony? You think, or is it, or is it a, or or is it just a bunch of running backs thrown in, and whoever Belichick picks out of a hat that week gets the touches? Oh, that's what it could be too. Yeah, but you're going well, with I'm the unknown with David Harris and Raquel. Um, Jordan Howard, I don't think is gonna. I think he's gonna have a pretty decent year. He's not not gonna be a, a long term option necessarily, but yeah, he'll probably be the nice. One, two, and then Brita can come in for the third. Yeah. Uh, but I guess yeah. long-term, I think Raquel would be. Yeah, take. I, I would go with Raquel because should you take – Let's you, go – I'm going to go with Damien, and I'm going to take a gamble at maybe Raquel coming back. Well, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. And here he goes. Raquel will probably be the next and pick. Raquel is not there, so <laughs> I, I did not win that gamble. He actually Where did he get picked? Five, five picks after we did, so someone else was feeling him too. I don't blame them. Um, yeah, I know. So let me run run through here. Um, all right. So after we got Damian, Naeem Hines, James White, Jordan Howard, Benny Snell, Curtis Samuel, Darrington Evans, Raquel Armstead, Duke Johnson, and Julian Edelman. So the uh, the 12th round saw nine running backs go. So maybe that was a mistake on our end uh, by thinking he'd come back because another five have gone already in the 13th round. So 14 running backs in two rounds down here in the uh, uh, 12th and 13th. So to start the 13th, Rob Gronkowski, 
comeback man himself. Uh, Devonta Freeman, Trayvon Williams, Tyler Higby, Ian Thomas, Chris Thompson, Jalen Samuels, Royce Freeman, and John Brown. Uh, so, any thoughts on getting a backup quarterback here? Let's see who's available. Uh, I mean, there's still quarterback ones on the board. What wide receivers are still up there? I honestly wouldn't even mind waiting for two of our 15th. Honestly, I'm just, I'm just worried. What wide receivers are there? If Burrow doesn't isn't ready this year to be, I'd a be. I'd be all about men's right now. So why don't we maybe go uh, wide receiver here and then, you know, four picks later, look at quarterback. I'm fine. I'm fine with that. So I we got think. Denzel Mims, the rookie for the Jets. We got the rookie for rookie for Cincinnati Bengals, T. Higgins. We don't want the one-two punch with the Burrow and Higgins. <laughs> we could. We could look at I, that. I just think, I think AJ Green. Yeah. I think Mims says a, a better. Their opportunity to produce fantasy points right away, whereas Absolutely. you're definitely going to be waiting for Higgins. Um, you know, but I like both. Not, not too long ago, T. Higgins was pretty high on your board, Eric. He was. Yeah, yeah he really was. He really. <laughs> but was. I like them. But I like them both, and they're neck and neck. Yeah. And I think Mims just has that better opportunity for this year, um, yeah. and and for the long term. Obviously, both of them for the long term, but but right away. I, th- I yeah. think Mims is going to be slotted into that uh, that Robbie Anderson role, um, and yeah, Mims I think, is somebody, I think he's yeah. going to be better than Robbie Anderson. So, oh, that's that's a lot there. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa! What did he just say? Let me write that down what, for fantasy at least. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we we want him going with Mims. Uh, right after that is his teammate Ryan Griffin, the tight end for the Jets, and Joshua Kelly. And to start round 14, DJ Dallas, the rookie for Seattle, and then J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. So here we are. Now, Tua might still be on the board in round 15 for our final pick uh, of this mock if we wanted to try and take another. Yeah, or even Darnold. Or... Yeah, or even Darnold. Yeah, I mean, that's good. Quarterback, quarterback here? <laughs> no, maybe not quarterback, no. quarterback. But I would say maybe running back or – Another tight end, Hayden Hurst is there. Yeah, maybe a tight. Oh, I would take Hayden Hurst. That, I'm surprised he made it. What that about match. our boy from Buffalo, Dawson Knox? I think mm-hmm. Dawson. You think he's there a couple rounds later? If we, I think Hayden Hurst is actually. Be, but Dawson Knox will not get the targets that Hayden Hurst should be seeing. Especially, yeah, I, I, I do believe Hayden Hurst is going to see a decent amount of targets. He may not be Austin Hooper, um, but. But he's he's gonna be getting targets there. There, yeah. What did? I mean, he he's the guy they traded for after after letting Hooper go. Yeah, it's not like they're not gonna use him, you know. What'd you say? What did they give up for him again? I think, I think it was a second rounder. Yeah, second rounder. Wow. Then he is what they wound up, I think, using on Dobbins. Yeah, and Baltimore drafted him before they drafted our boy, huh? Mark Andrews. Yeah. Yeah, Mark Andrews. That's yeah, funny. We're gonna have Mark Andrews and Hayden Hurst. <laughs> yeah. But I think he's yeah, a so solid backup and a guy we can potentially throw in our flex. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I go with Hayden during other I like weeks. It. I love that. It. And then uh, I think uh, we definitely would uh, be going Tua, but it seems like I did only put 14 rounds on this as opposed to 15. So uh, Tua was not picked to go through the 14th round, <laughs> but we definitely would be going. Oh, I lied. He oh, was. no, he was. He did he wind was. up getting picked. That was a little laggy mm-hmm. on me. Um, so we're going to stick with the, just the 14 round. Yeah. And let's do a little recap here of our team. So our quarterback is Joe Burrow, the rookie for the Bengals, number one overall pick. 
Uh, our running backs is Cam, our Cam Akers and Melvin Gordon. Wide receiver Tyree Kill, Chris Godwin. Our tight end is Mark Andrews. Our two flex spots, Jalen Rager and Keyshawn Vaughn. And I'll run through our bench that we have of Kareem Hunt, Marquise Brown, Darius Slayton, Damian Harris, Denzel Mims, and Hayden Hurst. So, Eric, quick look here. What you, what's popping out at you? I actually like it a lot. Um, I didn't, we're not necessarily the strongest at running back, I don't think. We could be, depending on what Akers and Vaughn become. Um, yeah. But, I mean, obviously Melvin Gordon's still good, but, you know, how good is he going to be there? Uh, I, I still like our running back core, though, but I think we're very strong at wide receiver, especially our bench. Hollywood Brown, Darius Slayton, Denzel Mims, uh, Hayden Hurst as our backup tight end to Mark Andrews. Uh, receiving wise, I think I think we have a very strong squad. Yeah, I, I agree. I like you said, we we have that depth at that wide receiver position. We could always move one of those guys to get a running back if need be. Oh yeah, we, I, yeah. I feel like we could easily make a trade with this roster too. The question the question I got is: This is a very 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 young team. Is there going to be enough leadership in the locker room? <laughs> <laughs> I was also just thinking there's a lot of youth, and we we definitely have. We don't have a floor in my mind. We don't have a floor. So we, we could go pretty south with this. Um, <laughs> but we definitely could hit, hit a ceiling. So I'm we excited. we got Tyree Kill and Melvin Gordon as yeah, this, our room leaders. I don't know. This, this <laughs> team this team legitimately could light it up, though. It could, yeah. Um, no, I, I, I definitely like what you said there, how we don't have much of a floor, but we have a pretty high ceiling if all these guys end up hitting. Um, yeah, but I, even if they don't all hit, I think we have a good chance to hit on on at least a few of these guys. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, I, I think this was a really good uh, good first mock. Um, I think you know doing about a fourteen fifteen rounds is pretty good. Uh, you don't need to go too far, too much farther than that. Uh, yeah, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna wrap it up with that. I think uh, I think the mock went well. I think uh, the youth youth definitely showing. Uh, we'll see how our future mocks go for. Uh, for the rest of the non-point scoring season is uh, that's going to wrap up all the segments that we have today. Is there anything else that either of you want to say for the show for the fans? You know, just thank you for listening pretty much. Um, And make sure you follow us on on Twitter and and Facebook. Um, And don't be afraid to tweet at us either. Yeah, yeah. Send us DMs. Even send us our uh, our separate Twitter DMs. You know, we'll we'll get in there. We'll we'll respond to you guys. Answer any questions you have. Yeah. Tell um, us we're, you we're excited. We're excited to talk to you. Um, and yeah, we're just excited to be, be talking fancy football. It's an exciting time right now. A lot of drafts going on. Um, and yeah, thank you for listening. Uh, and let's see what the future brings here. Yeah, you could DM us and tell us how much you love me and how much you hate Eric and Antonio. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. <laughs> yeah, it's it's nice to, uh, to have episode two here. I'm glad we're more than just a one-hit wonder. Um, again, I'll echo what you guys said. I uh, appreciate all you listeners. Uh, and, yeah, if you do have questions, uh, feel free to tweet at us. Uh, please rate, uh, review, subscribe, like. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at dynasty mafia underscore ff you can find myself on twitter at antonio denisi ff eric is at eric d underscore ff and keenan is at keenan underscore 716 uh that's going to wrap up the show for today and uh till next time everybody so have a good one uh be safe
and Mafia out.